0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Agent Tan Show. This is my podcast where I have deep conversations with the people who are enabling organizations to become ready for the future of work. My guests include a Mindfulness Coach, the folks behind Singapore's most popular investment app, and many more. They all have one thing in common, and that is to help level up your organizations through your people. My guest today is the CEO and co-founder of HR Forecast, They are dedicated to data-driven decision-making, disruptive technologies, and next-generation workforce management. Upon completion of his business study, he has held various positions in sales and supply chain planning departments at Siemens and its lightning division, Ostrom. HR Forecast is a Germany-based HR tech startup that answers tomorrow's questions with the power of big data. Want to know what are the skills needed in your workplace tomorrow? HR Forecast has the answers. Their solution includes standalone software solution, integrated data intelligence, and consulting. With a data pool of 30 million job profiles and 1.5 million global jobs per 100 plus multinational customers from multiple industries, HR Forecast is served. Please welcome Christian Venter.
1: Thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you, Adrian. Thanks for inviting me here.
0: And where is this podcast finding you?
1: It's finding me in the quiet cold city of munich in southern germany wow excellent how cold is it right now that's a good question i haven't checked it out to be honest but summer for sure ended (laughs) great so tell us more about the
0: company that you are heading hr forecast let me let us know more about that and what challenge are you trying to solve
1: of course so hr forecast is a technology provider that helps people to build a future proof workforce and we've been around for around six years now and to be honest six years ago i wouldn't have thought that we would make it so far because back then we only had the vision to merge the best of people management and data analytics and In the meantime, we have been on a quest to solve many, many problems along the way. Fortunately, it has been successful. And basically what uh, we do is that we provide all kinds of solutions that will enable HR managers, but also business managers to make the best of their people, to increase the value of the people, and then of course in return also of the organization. I was working in a very large German-based multinational company called Siemens. They're well known all across the world. I was working in finance and controlling and so was everybody else of the founding team. And as you can hear, we didn't really plan to head into the HR domain, but you know, life life can be unpredictable. So that's why basically we figured out why can, Everybody in finance or in the controlling domain know everything, every data or every fact about the company by just uh, pushing a button. But why is that not possible in HR? And the HR managers at Siemens did not even know how many people, for example, would work in a specific location or plan. So we thought, okay, there's a huge potential. Let's go and head into HR and figure out what we can do there
0: and, and that's when you and your teammates quit and started something rolling
1: not right away so that was 10 years ago when we first realized that there's a potential we were actually just finished with the university and just starting with the jobs and we decided to take it very easy and continue our careers at siemens and it took us actually four years of greenfield play to finally find a business model, to develop first MVPs, etc., because it was just such a new but topic, but also there was so much innovation around it. And then only in 2014, as I mentioned, six years ago, we decided to quit our jobs at Siemens and at least a part of the original founders team did that and the other ones still remain at Siemens.
0: Let's see. And how big is the company right now? How many customers and countries are you in?
1: So we have grown to around 35 people. We are located in three different countries. In Germany, we have offices in Munich and Bremen, in Kiev. In Ukraine, we have another office. And then we have one now in Singapore. And we have done over this year, probably over 100, maybe even 150 projects all across the world, mostly in in Europe as well as in Southeast Asia. But as you know, data doesn't know any boundaries. So many, many times our contractor will be, let's say in Germany, but the, the data we analyze, the, the people that are involved will be all across the world from the US all the way to Australia.
0: And is there an ideal target segment that you believe your solution will be much suited for?
1: Mm, so. Our ideal customer is somebody from a more strategic HR position, with the with the belief that HR goes beyond the boundaries of just HR. To be honest, so people that want to get connected to the outside world, kind of see the interfaces between business and HR, and actually are aware that there is some some friction on that interface. So these people once thinking beyond HR, but still being in the core HR and HR strategy are our ideal clients. In in terms of roles, you would find them usually as HR transformation officers or HR strategy, sometimes even of course the CHRO or some other leading HR function.
0: And given what you do, is it important for a company to have a number of hit counts?
1: Yes and no, so it depends on the solution. Some of our products for sure target very large organizations. If you would look at our client portfolio on the website, for example, you would see most of them are companies with 5,000, 10,000, or even 100,000 employees. But then there are some solutions, like when we talk about bringing external insights into an organization, then it doesn't really matter how many people you have because we will not analyze any internal data. Um, So uh, the typical question could be, how would the specific future profile look what will change? What kind of skills will be will be coming in? What kind of skills will skills we will be losing? And this is for sure independent. It actually just takes one person, one profile to to have that question.
0: Mm-hmm. And who would be your closest competition? And what would be your unfair advantage?
1: So I think the as I mentioned, I think with my first sentence, it, we see ourselves as a technology provider. Now, what does that mean? It means we see ourselves neither as a consultancy nor as a tool provider so our closest competition in terms of looking at the questions of the clients would be consultancies large strategy consultancies because they would also answer the questions they would usually do it with interviews and all the experience they bring in while we would you do it with data so this is on one end our competition and on the other hand On the other end there are some very specialized tool providers that would cover parts of our portfolio we also have a lot of tools so this would be the two ends we're working on and our unfair advantage in my opinion two things first of all we offer a holistic range of for skill transformation so we go all the way from identifying the future needs to planning and modeling the future organization to bringing these insights to every individual working in the company and on each of these pillars there are other players involved but we really are the only ones covering that whole range so that's for sure an unfair advantage and the other one is that we bring in huge amounts of what we call external data so basically insights from the market and this is something. That brings us an advantage compared to other tool players or consultancies because this is really valuable data our clients can access through us.
0: And and how do you charge for each of these use cases? Does it differ depending on the size of the company?
1: Yes, it differs on the size of the company and also it. It differs based on the amount of questions companies would have so if you would work with us on a more strategic side of things let's say detecting future trends and how they impact your organization then it doesn't really matter too much whether it's a small or a large organization it's more based on the exact question and the effort around it and if we talk about the tools software we provide for strategic workforce planning or for skill management then it would be charged by the number of employees that are using it.
0: Given your involvement in Germany, Ukraine, and recently in Singapore, I'm very certain you got exposed to the different skills that each of these countries may require and the companies within. Are you seeing any significant difference between these three countries when it comes to the skill sets that are required right now and as well as in the future?
1: Um, Yes, we always differentiate between two things, geography, and industry. So in terms of geography, what you're referring to, there are differences. So you would see, for example, in, in Germany, that digital skills are not as widespread as in Singapore, to give you one example. And Ukraine, on the other hand, I mean, it's a very diverse country, right? You would have a very different kind of, of background. So looking maybe at the at technology side of things, which is, of course, just covering a small part of Ukraine, you would see a lot of highly educated self-taught software developers on that and what you would of course see these people also in other countries but the most interesting part of my opinion is that Germany has fewer digital skills than other countries and on an industry point of view it of course differs a lot and mostly we work on the on the industry on the industry views because labor markets today are global businesses act global. Competition is global, but industries are really the ones that make the difference.
0: And given that you're in Singapore right now, I'm sure you've came across uh, SkillsFuture
1: as well as the
0: SkillsFuture framework, all those stuff. Are, are those things that are useful in what you're trying to achieve here in Singapore right now?
1: Yes. SkillsFuture, in my opinion, is a worldwide best practice of what a government can do to tackle skills shortage. I've not seen it so far on this range on this um, level in any other country and this is really to, to be honest what that got us motivated to head to singapore because we wanted to learn more about how skills future works what it actually targets and all the data you would find on skills future and of course even more is the data you would also get from from our solution. And this is um, our hope that we can deliver these insights to every country in the world.
0: So for companies that might be new to this, uh, could you help them to, to plan out or to see a scenario on how knowing future skills could be utilized in a meaningful way within their organization?
1: Exactly. This is typically one of the main questions, especially the new clients would have. They would typically ask us how do the trends around me, around our industry, impact the kind and the quantity of people I need? Or sometimes even more specifically, how do these trends, how do movements of competitors, et cetera, how do they impact specific profiles, roles and skill sets? And they could also be asking us, how do we as a company perform? I mean, do we have, the, are we investing Slash recruiting for the the right set of skills. Are there any white spots compared to our market or to other players, or are we actually in the pole position to build up the the future workforce? At this moment,
0: do you have customers in Singapore, or are you still trying to build the pipeline?
1: Um, we do have uh, a few clients in in Singapore and very close countries. We do have a, a few key decision makers there. And they would be typically from global multinational companies. So, not necessarily Singapore based companies, could be, but doesn't necessarily have to be. But we see Singapore really as a global hub for many things, for many topics. So, there are also companies from Europe, from the US that have a very, very strong footprint there that have, for example, people, analytics managers on the ground. And these are exactly the ones we talk to. And then In return, the projects would not necessarily only always focus on Singapore, but also on markets beyond all the way to to the global projects I mentioned before.
0: I'd like you to share some insight from a recent study that you've made on future-insights.com, which is regarding future of jobs. And you conducted a study on the future readiness of HR jobs across 20 countries. Could you share a bit more information on that? And what are some interesting insights? that you managed to
1: get from it mm-hmm. so what we did for the study is we said okay let's analyze data because that's what we can do best and let's focus only on hr jobs so we analyzed over 140,000 job postings across the world in the hr domain over the course of that were posted over a course of one or two years and their findings i think were very interesting i mean the if you would talk to a business manager and ask them, what do you think about HR? They typically tell us, well, HR is a rather slow and reactive organization. And our drive to do the study was to figure out whether there's some truth behind it or whether this is just a perception. And also to give some some remarks to back to, HR, to the HR world, what they should improve to be valued higher in the future. And the key output was that, countries, the three leading countries were Netherlands, United States and Sweden, in terms of the future orientation of the HR job postings, while on the in the last spots were, for example, India, Germany. So these would be countries that would typically hire for HR talent and the contents of these job postings would be less future oriented. I find this very interesting. By the way, Singapore was quite in the upper half, let's say one, two, three, four, seventh place, yeah. So Singapore is already kind of quite future oriented when we talk about what's the state of the HR environment. And what we want organizations organizations to take out of this is that they <coughs> that the HR domain is becoming rapidly more digital and the impact is coming fast and it's coming not from other H R units but more from other functions such as IT, obviously, and technologies like machine learning, robotics process automation are slowly but steadily finding their place in the HR domain and that in return impacts all the HR roles. And in the study, we also provide an overview, role by role, how that might change. Of course, no time now to go into all the details, but as you can imagine, the overall picture will be that all HR roles will become much more individualized, so they need to be much more tailored to the individual employee requirements, while at the same time, they will become much more digitally focused.
0: So it seems like the, the role is evolving quite a fair bit, and I guess that is going to take some time to make an impact on the ground, because just barely four, three months ago, an article in the Sunday Times actually mentioned HR being in the top five of non-essential jobs which is quite controversial together with other jobs listed there, like artists and so on. In your personal opinion, why do you think that could have happened? What, is it just an impression issue or is it something legacy that has always been bugging HR for the longest time?
1: Mm, so I I was not in Singapore while this article was published, but I heard it, it caused quite an uproar among the HR community. And that's why we investigated into that. And as I mentioned I think the perceived value of HR, and this is not my personal opinion, but what we hear from clients, from from managers uh, beyond the HR domain is that HR is slow and reactive, and the degree of value they add to the organization sometimes receives a question mark. So this is, again, how it's sometimes perceived. But if you really look into the way how HR is currently evolving, you will see that all these reactive slow and non-value adding processes and roles are highly in decline because of technologies such as robotics process automation that will make sure that in the future in the near future I believe H HR will become a role that has to be much more proactive drive strategy not only <clears throat> basically Follow strategy, but drive strategy on eye level with the management, and to in this way obviously add value in many many process steps along the way. So we're looking back in the old world, let's say HR doesn't really have the best of all best of all perceptions in the world. What I see, but I think it's on a good way to change. So I hope if they would do the survey in a three four years from now. That HR would be still on the list, but on the other one, uh, on the other side of the list, on the most essential functions.
0: I hope so too. And given uh, a typical HR manager that may be listening to this podcast, uh, what would be your key recommendation for him or her on the kind of skills to re- acquire, the kind of training to take, in order to keep up with what is to come for HR functions?
1: Mm-hmm. So our analytics shows that there are two main. Pillars of importance, and they are super contradictory. So it's interesting. One of them is to f- become very, very digital, IT affinity, even digging into advanced technology such as how machine learning actually works, how automation works, etc. This would be one point where there's huge value for HR. And the other one is all the way on the other side: the soft skills, the non-digital stuff, social listening, leadership, empathy, relationship building being a trusted advisor, these things, they will never be automated by machines, right? At least not as I can think of now. So um, focusing on both of them or either one, regardless of whether you are in recruiting, in talent management or in strategy, will for sure bring value to the organization and in return for you. And it will make sure that the future role, however, it will look like in detail, uh, will still be staffed with you, and I would believe the people stuck in the middle—they are the ones that will be benefiting less from this whole transformation that's going on.
0: Given the situation we are in right now, has COVID nineteen affected your business in any way?
1: Yes, highly, but uh, but fortunately in a, in a good way. So obviously there were some some clients, some organizations that we that we lost due to the this crisis, global pandemic, because their business model was impacted highly. Just look at the the travel or tourism industry, there's nothing um, we can do about that. But on the other hand, people now work remotely everywhere in the world, I believe, in, in many, many functions. Companies are now aware that there's a huge need for planning, a huge need for staffing new roles that never existed half a year ago or maybe one year ago and all these questions in the end are hr questions and this led to a huge rise in the demand for our solutions such as the skill management platform i mentioned smart people or the strategic workforce planning tool smart plan because these these the software is a strategic toolkit for hr and this really helps them now to to plan ahead and to simulate various scenarios because it's uncertain what will happen, but with planning, regardless of what will happen, you will be prepared.
0: And uh, what has been a milestone moment for you in your journey so far that tell you that you're on the right track when it comes to doing what you're doing right now?
1: One that comes to my mind is our first client in Singapore he actually said once, "If you want world-class consultancy, you go to McKinsey. If you want world-class tools, you probably go to SAP. If you want both world-class solutions, you go to HR Forecast." That was really something really cool he said, and this uh, reflects. Oh, well, that's a there must be
0: a heart melting moment for <laughs> <were> you. <Yeah. laughs>
1: that was that was really cool and made us super proud. And as I mentioned before, we see ourselves directly there in the middle. We see there's a huge transition going on in the market of what companies actually want. That was one of the the changing moments. And the other one is when we received for Christmas a personal Christmas card. That was two or three years ago from one of the very few CHROs, female CHROs in Germany, writing us a personal letter. Thanks so much for, for supporting us on our skill journey. We, you bring along the same passion and level of innovation that I would expect from everyone. That was really, really amazing for us as well. And made not just the founders, but I guess everyone in the team quite proud, even the ones not celebrating Christmas.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Could you share a bit about this client that you just mentioned that's based in Singapore? Uh, what how, how big are they and what kind of industry are they in?
1: So they're in the pharmaceutical industry. They are quite big. I actually to be honest i don't know exactly how many employees they have but they would be in the high tens of thousands or even maybe hundred thousand employees and basically what we do with them is we bring in outside insights this external data i mentioned our unfair advantage and they use these insights to merge it with the inside view so they bring a holistic picture to the business and to the other stakeholders to make data-based decisions on how to create the workforce of the future
0: let's see and for for the things that you are trying to look into right now for in terms of the skill sets what kind of skill sets would you be would might be more relevant for people outside of hr function for an average knowledge worker out there You mentioned about digital for HR, is there anything else which is specific for anyone else on the ground?
1: Mm, So this digital movement we see obviously in many if not all functions, I guess this is nothing really groundbreaking to everybody listening now. This is what we have been knowing for years, but the question we really answer is how exactly will it change? Which skills will exactly be um, taking a big part of my future? development and this is something we usually answer just to give you some examples that look maybe in the domain where i come from controlling and finance when i was six years six years ago still working there my main skill was microsoft excel analytical thinking and a good degree of of networking and my main focus was on crunching data the controller of the future will be using more advanced analytical tools such as tableau and microsoft power bi The solutions didn't exist back then bringing really powerful insights to the organization they will be much less dependent on crunching data but they will be expected to actually explore data and drive insights from that so this is just how one function has changed already and if you now reflect it and predict predict that into the future Um, Also looking at the status quo of most of the controlling functions nowadays, this journey is just in the beginning and all other functions, whether you are a project engineer or whether you are a mechanical or automotive engineer, you will see that the, the name, your job name, let's say electrical engineer, will probably still exist in the future. It has existed 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but 30 years ago. The things you did as an electric engineer was totally different than what you're doing already today, basically doing a lot of programming. So yeah, this is the fun part about it. While the names might not change, the content will be totally different in two or three years from now.
0: A key roadblock, especially in Singapore, when uh, HR try to raise any new projects, new ideas, is it gets shut down by senior management. And based on what I'm seeing, it is probably because it is quite hard to make a convincing case on things like ROI, on cost savings when it comes to certain HR projects. So if you have a direct conduit to speak with all the senior management, what would you want to say to them to make it a case for them to consider something that you're offering and why is it important for them?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. Quantifying HR investments is for sure not the easiest exercise. I think the, the main reason why HR sometimes... Doesn't have the answer to these kind of questions. It's because they are not involved early enough. For example, let's take the location decisions. When the company evaluates in which location they will, for example, develop a certain product, for some reason, in many cases, they will not involve HR in such a decision because they will be looking at at factors such as labor costs. They will look, we're looking at factors such as tax. Benefits, etc. When taking these decisions, maybe also costs of of ground and material, and then they take a decision, and HR actually has to has to follow up reactively and find the people. And then at some point in time, they will realize the pr- pr- predicted labor costs they were they're now much higher than predicted, the actual labor costs. Sorry, and um, we don't even find any any talent, etc. Because they wouldn't ask HR before how the specific kind of people they, were, they are looking for, how available they are in such a in such a location. So I believe um, that's why the um, business always drives decisions without asking HR, and this is a huge risk, and it must be changed in the future. And for that particular reason, it, a lot of times we would actually get requests not by HR, but by business managers, and only at the later stage, you work together with HR, and I believe I mean, to be honest, I don't even mind who asks us these questions because I think these questions are super interesting. But in my opinion, HR should be on the table in in the very beginning, driving these kind of topics together with the business.
0: That's a really good point. Now, moving on to what's next for HR forecast, besides your expansion plan, which have already which is already underway in Singapore, what else is on the roadmap for HR forecast over this and next year?
1: Ooh, that's a lot. (laughs) So two years ago, we decided that the future of HR management will be tool-based, will be service-based and highly automated. So that's why we started developing all these solutions that are now up and running. So obviously, we are trying to focus much more on that as well, so that by 2021, 2022, all we do is coming from these newly created solutions. And I believe the, 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 this journey that I, I talked about before knowing the future, planning the future and building the future while knowing the future means getting insights about what's happening outside of the company. Planning the future means digesting this information to plan and predict and simulate what that means for my specific organization and building the future, breaking it down to individuals. This journey, this holistic journey, will hopefully be part of many, many companies' thoughts because right now most of them would only focus on specific elements of that. And I believe the true value is only created if you tackle all three pillars and questions. And we really want to reach every individual in the organization. So we hope to talk not only to HR managers, but that every individual employee can enjoy what we do. And that basically means um, detecting how my individual role will change, detecting whether I will have or whether I do have any skill gaps, and then also helping them to find the solution. What kind of trainings would I need so that I can bring value to the organization of the future, while I still can do what I want to do.
0: Awesome. So are you hiring right now?
1: Yes, we are always hiring. here And we're hiring much more technical roles that we did in the past. And basically, if you look at our team DNA, we would have about one third of data science experts, we would have about one third of software engineering expertise. And the other third would be people from the hr the strategy domain people working with the clients etc and i think this is a very fun setup it's this magic triangle of hr knowledge strategic and domain knowledge and technology knowledge you know don't bring that usually in one person so it's a team effort so that's why we always try to make our team even stronger and better
0: and would any of these new roles be based in singapore
1: sure so i mean it, it all depends on how the business will actually develop. We, right now we have in the time zone of Singapore some technical and some commercial staff. So we can always support the clients there. And I hope if we would have a chat a year from now, I could tell you that there are now many uh, many more people on the ground.
0: Good to know. So for people who is interested to learn more about HR Forecast, where can they go to?
1: Obviously, our website, is a good place to go to. And the best place though, if you want to also follow some of our content, which is obviously provided regularly, if you have charge you would just have to follow our LinkedIn page. And this is where you will also find on a bi-weekly basis, vlogs where we talk about things that are on our minds, such as some of the questions we have talked about today as well, on the future of HR, how things will change, etc. You would just have to follow our LinkedIn page, and then you can also see all the videos we put up and all the um, content we provide while you learn how HR will change.
0: And this will be added into the show notes. Uh, Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. The CEO of HR Forecast, Christian Vetter. Thank you so much for coming on to the show.
1: Again, thanks so much for having me. It was fun. And I'm looking forward to continue the discussion maybe at some other point again.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoy this podcast, it will be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you are using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this podcast and the episodes out to more people who may find it useful. I will see you in the next episode of The Agent Tan Show.